0: Welcome to the Holiday Survival Podcast. My name is Aaron Billings and I am your host. The holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year or they can literally be the worst. My hope is that this podcast series will be a resource for you to not only survive this season, but thrive. Over the next couple of weeks, we will be sharing episodes on everything from how to navigate relationship challenges to how to set boundaries with family, friends, and colleagues, we will also be talking about how to find joy in new traditions and why prioritizing your values during the holidays is important. I hope you enjoyed the show. Welcome back to the Holiday Survival Podcast. You cannot have a Holiday Survival Podcast without addressing the elephant in the room, the budget. And that is why I have invited my friend and chief financial officer, Kristen Allwine, to join me on the podcast to talk about how to avoid going broke over the holidays. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. Please introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, so that our audience can get to know you. Thank you so much
1: for inviting me. I am so honored to be on the podcast. And this is just such a great topic to talk about. Around the holidays, we always talk about, you know, Eating over and overeating, right? And but we don't talk about the oversight. Mm. Okay. And so I'm Kristen Olewine. I was a chief financial officer and I have alignment CFO where I teach entrepreneurs how to manage their cash, right? Being a cash flow expert, being able to increase more profit in your business so that you can grow your wealth, grow your profit. And really have a strong, sustainable business, which is why, right? When we talk about budgets, people (laughs) go, ew. When we talk about those types of things, but yet if you can shift your perspective, right? On your thought process, maybe it's not so much budget, but maybe it's having that feeling that you're still getting to, have fun during the holidays, share during the holidays, be prosperous and not have that regret come January when those bills come in.
0: Right, and that's exactly why I knew that you were a great person to have on this because finances can be one of the biggest stressors when it comes to the holiday. But what I've noticed is that it's always the elephant in the room. People don't wanna talk about it. Why do you think that is? Well, let's think of the
1: stories that we've grown up with, right? Look Mm -hmm. at Scrooge. If you aren't this giving over the joy person at Christmas, you're Scrooge or the Grinch. They're the people that we identify with that are not that happy, cheerful, giving type person, right? You know, you will look at Scrooge and it, he was stingy and he didn't give gifts and he didn't, right? He held on to, he was wealthy and he held on to all of his money. Well, these are stories that we grow up with that are ingrained and, you know, you see him at the end of the movie all of a sudden being, you know, happy and giving and I'm giving everything away, right? So it then's like, oh, well, now he's wonderful because he's given everything away. And therefore, it leads us to believe that at Christmas, we should be overspending. You don't want to be that Grinch. You don't want to be that Trinch. We want to constantly give so that we don't have that definition and association with us, which then leads to the overspending, which then leads to, you know, honestly, going into January, which is like, in certain areas, especially in the eastern side of the state, right, cold winter depression. And now you've got that overspending, and it people don't realize that it's just like if you over, if you overindulged, you then start having those regrets. So now it's really looking at that, going, "All right, how do we not do that? How do we stay in our comfort zone and not be screwed?" Right.
0: Well, and I think that's such a great point. I had not even considered that people have money stories around, well, I don't want to be considered the Grinch or Scrooge by not giving. I never put that together. But like I said in one of the previous episodes, we want to choose present over present. You know, being with our kid, being with our family, choosing quality time, or even like an act of service you don't always have to give something that is financial or material. You can give your time, you can give your effort, you can give all of the goodness of those things. And that person on the receiving end is still going to love every minute of it. And it's better than starting the year out in the hole, which I think that a lot of people do. They start the next year in the hole and that just puts more stress at the beginning of the year but you know here in the United States the economy is not in good shape inflation is out of control the cost of living just keeps rising and people are having a hard time paying their bills much less having extra money left over to buy gifts how would you recommend that they approach gift-giving this year. So at this point in time, if you haven't
1: already, right, and I recommend to people just like in your business, just like in your own personal life, put away money throughout the entire year. And it makes it so much easier at the end of the year because, you know, banks have Christmas funds, right? If you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself and you think you're going to spend it, You know, there's a lot of credit unions in the United States that you can go open an account and you can do a Christmas fund and you you take it out, right? So you've put money in all year. You can have money direct deposited from a paycheck right into this account to build. So if you haven't done that, right, already, because obviously, you know, we're talking a couple weeks right around Thanksgiving, you can really look at who are you spending money on? Who are the people? And Erin made such a great point. A lot of those people that were spending money when are our close family and our close family would rather us just show up. Mm-hmm. So it's having those conversations. I mean, I know even, you know, at a point in my life where I was a single mom and I was self-employed, this time of year was tight and it wasn't, right? But yet I had a child that very much believed <laughs> in Santa Right. And I wanted to make sure that she had that joy. So I had to have those hard conversations that I thought were hard conversations with my parents. I gave up in, you know, in those cases at times, I gave up and told my parents, like, can you buy my daughter extra gifts and not buy the gifts, which drove my mother insane. But I'm like, it's important to me that she Mm -hmm. has, right? So you look at what you are spending. You talk to the people. My, My parents just wanted us to spend Christmas together. You know, now I live, you know, halfway across the United States. You know, I'm going home for Thanksgiving and not Christmas. And they would just love it if I was home for Christmas. To the point, my dad, right, who was going to buy airline tickets, Who, at this point in their stage of life, right, we, me and my husband, are more economically, you know, in a position to do it than my parents are. But they just want it to be able to spend time, right? Right. And we forget about that. We think it's about the gift. And look at, what if he made gifts? What if gifts came from the heart? You know, when my daughter was probably in like first or second grade, she had like eight of her so-called friends. She's like, mom, I want to get gifts for everybody. And of course, she wants to spend $25 on each of them. I'm like, the sad, like, you know, and of course, it was also at the same time. She didn't know at the same time where I wasn't financially in a position to be able to do it. And I said, you know, you really need to think about, right? You don't want to get into these habits where you think you have to do something. Because when you start getting in that, I have to, it then adds to that remorse. It adds to that overspending. And spending money is really, is just an addiction just like anything else. We have an adrenaline when we're able to and when we're shopping. Why advertising is (laughs) so good, (laughs) right? They get us, right, the, the whole plan, and then we're like, oh, we need to have it, right? And if you look around your house or you look around, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that you bought at one point that you need it, and now you go,
0: I don't really need it. Oh,
1: yeah, half my closet,
0: right? Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
2: I'm Kate Garcon, a parent educator, parenting coach, and the founder of Guided Parenting Support GPS. This holiday season, I'm so excited to tell you about my Help Me Now sessions. They're two hours where we tackle your biggest parenting worry. Whether it's sibling fighting, lack of cooperation, teens constantly on their phones, school struggles, emotional self-regulation, or parenting on the same page, GPS has you covered. Head to the show notes where you'll find a link to my website, guidedparentingsupport.com, and from there, you can book your Help Me Now session. It's the holiday gift you deserve to give to yourself and your family. If you have questions or want more information, DM me at Guided Parenting Support. I'm Kate Carson, a GPS for the parents of toddlers through teens, and I wish you all very happy holidays.
0: So (laughs) half of it doesn't even fit, so, Uh so you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. That was my whole point in presence over present is we've got to be more intentional with our gifts and our presence can be a gift. Mm -hmm. And you made a great point about making gifts. I have a friend who she was on the team that I was on whenever I told my story about, you know, the unpaid wages situation. And she is a professional artist. And so that Christmas, she made everybody's gifts. Now, her gifts could literally be sold in boutiques all across the world. But Uh still, I actually still have her gift that she made me because it was like hairpins Uh made out of resin, but they were very cool. And, you know, it was sentimental for me because that was representative of that time. But also, somebody took their time to make this. And that means a lot to me. It's almost like a handwritten Mm -hmm. card. Everybody says that the handwritten cards are a lost art because, you know, we have social media, we have email, snail mail is a thing of the past. But a handwritten card goes so long in the receiver's mind, in my opinion. And Mm so, you know, we don't have to spend money on a gift for it to mean something. And I think that's something I think we lose track of in our materialistic ways here in the Western world. Mm -hmm. So you brought it up in your last statement that, you know, you can set aside money each month for Christmas and having a Christmas fund. So what are some of your other approaches to budgeting for the holidays? Money's all about priority. What do we prioritize, right? And...
1: If you haven't set aside money, you know, I was fortunate also in a period of time where I got a bonus at Thanksgiving and there was a lot of companies and that used to be kind of the, this is what my Christmas is. Looking back, I probably, because I got that bonus, thought, oh, the whole thing should go Mm. to Christmas. It should have been a little bit split because it was a significant amount of money. But if you start, if you're a coffee drinker, if you go to Starbucks or get your $7, $8 coffee, what happens if the next couple weeks you opt to not get, right? And you go and you actually make a coffee or you don't do something the same. And then you take that money and that becomes part of your Christmas budget so that you're not adding debt to it. Right. Right. You're not using your credit card. We've talked about prioritizing who you're spending on, but then what about if you cut back what your total budget is, who you're buying, right? So that you can definitely give it to the core people that you need to, and then kind of look and shift some of your priorities, right? Where can you shift what you're doing? It doesn't mean to not pay your bills. It doesn't mean to not pay your water or your electric and all your utilities and your rent and your car payments, right? But what are the extra things? Because everybody has extra things. We don't realize it because most of us are on autopilot and most of us don't always realize, you know, the $10 trip to Walmart, the $70 trip to Target, that that all adds up. And if we looked at our spending and kind of took a different approach and said, all right, so I'm going to look and see what I can cut out this month, chances are you're going to realize that you've been spending money on stuff that you Mm. didn't realize. And more than you think you are, you could potentially carry in new habits into the new year, all based on what can I look at? Where can I get the money from as far as what I'm spending?
0: I think that the point you made about just making coffee at home, that's one easy way to cut costs. For me, I have a Coke Zero habit. I can just drink more water and save a whole lot of money. (laughs) So, you know, that was the first thing in my mind as you're talking. I'm like, okay, where can I cut? Oh, I spend a lot of money on Coke Zero in a week. That's an easy thing. And It's healthier for me. I should drink more water anyways. Those kinds of things. Start at the frivolous things in life and then Mm -hmm. go from there. We don't have to, you know, not pay the big bills. You know, those are the important things to keep on. Absolutely. You know, look at your subscriptions. I had
1: a client. She wanted to do a new program and it wasn't necessarily for Christmas. And she started going through her bank account and she realized there was like $250 a month she was spending that were just on subscriptions that she wasn't oh, using. That's not amazing. Right? One. They're all the stuff we sign up for. Right. Yeah. You know, and wouldn't it be amazing if you actually ended up ahead? Right. What we tend to do is we get very comfortable and there's the strategy, but then there's the energetics and We get used to a bank balance being a certain bank balance. So something will always fill it unless we're really deliberate. If you're thinking about if you went and decided to change your eating habits, what do you need to do? You need to pay attention to what you're eating so that ultimately then you can recognize what you're doing so that you can change it. And when it comes to your spending habits, you need to do the same.
0: I think that's phenomenal advice and we can get creative as you're talking. I'm just sitting here thinking, how many clothes that I cannot wear anymore could I take to a consignment shop and sell them? And that's not a terrible, bad idea. In fact, I really might do that and be like, this is my Christmas budget because I have a lot of clothes. They're nice clothes. They're stuff that I used to wear when I was touring. And I just don't wear that kind of stuff anymore because I'm not on stage every day. Mm -hmm. And so I could literally go get a few hundred bucks out of my closet. It might have been worn once, twice, three times. And I don't even have to spend anything out of my current budget for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And you're helping
1: somebody because it's going to the consignment store and then they're able to actually purchase it at a discount and they can save money. So you're also giving back as you're creating
0: more cash for yourself. And it's sustainability, (laughs) which we have another episode that's coming out on Friday with a stylist. And that's actually something that we talk about in that episode. And, you know, sustainability is great for the environment. It's great for humanity because I personally don't believe in fast fashion. So, you know, it's it's a win-win for all. So there's other ways we can get creative. What are you thinking of as far as creative
1: budget-wise? So I like the whole idea of making gifts. I on a regular basis just because this is what I do for other people. So if I do it for other people, I make sure I'm doing it for myself. So I'm constantly looking at, you know, this week, what am I spending? What's coming out automatically? So I don't have... Like I used to, I do not have a ton of extra. If you can't tell, and obviously if this is the podcast and you're listening to it, me and my husband, we live in an RV. We travel. I work remotely. So it gives us a lot of flexibility. But what's nice is we have a relatively small area. So it's not the same as when I had a four-bedroom house. You know, and over 10 years, I had multiple houses and apartments, which I would literally almost start from scratch selling everything, making extra money, and then buying all new. So I personally do not have a lot of, you know, things that can be sold. I tend to do more a little bit at a time. I also don't have a lot of people that I need to buy for at this point. You know, the days where I made gifts as a kid, for all my aunts and uncles. Then we went to a Pollyanna. And having a family Pollyanna is a great way to cut down on who you're buying for. What is a Pollyanna? Basically, when you're buying one gift, there are different ways of doing it. You can do it where everybody's name goes in the hat and you just pick out a name. Uh Oh. And some do it completely blind. We didn't do that. We had three things written on the list of what we wanted. So, therefore, at Christmas, you got something that you wanted. It was a set dollar amount, right? So, you couldn't go over it. At one point in time, you know, $25. You had to buy a thing, it could not be a gift card. So, you had to ask for something. I think at one point we did raise it to 50. And when COVID hit and my family wasn't getting together anymore, we just stopped it all together because some of you know a number of the people we were doing donations instead of actually Mm -hmm. purchasing. We had changed it. But it cuts down. So instead of a aunts and uncles buying gifts for, we did it as a family. When you got done college, you take part of the adult.
0: Pollyanna. (laughs) I've never heard of it called a Pollyanna, but we do that similar thing with one part of my family in Ohio, and I will never forget because my brother. This was right after he graduated high school, and so whenever you turn eighteen, you're part of the adults. You don't get gifts anymore, and he was so disappointed. Now, keep in mind, my brother is six foot five, six foot six. He's the biggest grown baby you'll ever see, but he was so disappointed. Because he's like, I don't get gifts anymore, what the m? <laughs> <laughs> and so,
1: <laughs> you know, I don't know if like, you had a kid's like, table. Welcome to adulthood. Right, if you had a kid's oh, table yeah. and an adult table, right? You wanted to be at the adult table to eat, but you didn't want to be at the adult table because I meant you didn't have all the aunts and uncles buying you gifts, and it
0: went down yep. to a it lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly it's, what it was. And it's, well, you go to the adult table for all the gossip, but you wanted. to to be at the kids' table for the gifts. At least that's how it was in our family, but I digress. Okay, so we've come to the end of our time. Kristen, I love this conversation. You're going to be doing an episode for the private podcast series. Why don't you tell us about that? So in this podcast,
1: we're going to talk about additional ways besides what was discussed today, as far as different ideas, different ways to cut down your spending. Different ways to look at your spending. And we're going to discuss a lot about just human behavior and the psychology about buying so that you can get out of that buyer's remorse, right? Take it a step further and go a little bit deeper. Um, because as we talked, there's a lot of childhood, right? As I said, when I was little, I had to make all my aunts and uncles gifts. Well, you get that impression that now I have to. Buy all those people gifts. And I really didn't need to buy. It was something that my mother, right? It was her belief. My cousins didn't make anybody gifts. My mother decided it was what I needed to do, right? So we get all that tangled up. So (laughs) in the private podcast, we go into that further. How do you have those hard conversations, right? With the people that you've been buying gifts for? How do you? overcome that embarrassment because some people feel embarrassed that they can't right and that's why they're trying to overspend but it's really about boundaries and keeping your own boundaries and you're not going to be a scrooge or the grinch right Still have a prosperous happy christmas and make christmas and the holidays about what
0: it is which is really about family and love and that feeling of love with everybody I love that. So make sure to go to our show notes, sign up for the private podcast. You can also connect with Kristen there. Why don't you share with everyone your social media or how they can get a hold of you online? So
1: most of my social media is either under alignment CFL or under my name, Kristen Online. And you can find me there. What I will say is if you friend would trust me, I'm open to it and more than welcome. But write in the note that you heard me on this podcast. You'll, you'll get a quicker turn around this
0: far as an acceptance. <laughs> I know that's bad to say, but... Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Fair. Yeah. Point. Fair po- no, I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, yeah, there's so much spam online these <laughs> days. But anyways, thank you so much for being here. Make sure if you're out there listening to go check out Kristen's socials and check out the private podcast because I guarantee you You're going to want to hear it. Kristen is an amazing teacher when it comes to all things money mindset and cash flow and budgeting. I can tell you this because I've worked with her personally. So I promise you, you will not regret listening to the Private Podcast episode. So until next time, we will catch you in the next episode, which comes out on Friday. It'll be a wonderful episode. Thank you for listening to the Holiday Survival Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review so that other people can see just how wonderful this podcast series is. We also have a private podcast series featuring our expert guests where they will be guiding you through this season with their patented methods to help you thrive during what can be a very hard time of year. To learn more about how you can subscribe to the private podcast series or for more information about our expert guests, please go to the show notes or HolidaySurvivalPod.com. Thank you so much for listening and we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season.